Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. This season is taking you behind the scenes, as well as taking you behind the curtains of my businesses. I'll also be talking to dynamic entrepreneurs and smart experts who have the secrets and tools for success. You can also expect more chats with my business besties and my brilliant mentees. So before I tell you about this week's episode, I first want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Bold Darling. Bold Darling is a platform to support entrepreneurs who understand that business is about more than business. I have seen so many of my mentees sacrifice themselves on the altar of their businesses. They've burnt themselves out. They feel like they're way behind on where they should, could be in their businesses their relationships are suffering, they want to grow their businesses but believe growth will create even more problems and stress. If they're moms, they're most likely consumed with guilt about the impact their business is having on their family life, they're working long hours and are exhausted, and they wonder why they started the business in the first place, because a job was so much easier. (laughs) I've had a front row seat to this phenomenon. First of all, I've done it myself. This May, I marked 10 years since I started my first business. And secondly, I've gotten to mentor thousands of entrepreneurs in this second business of mine. Believe me, I get it. What I've designed is the exact content and structure to combat this problem. Bold Darling is built on the stance that successful businesses are about more than P&Ls, strong sales pipelines and org charts. Sure, those things are definitely important. However, so is the energy of the founder and anything that detracts from that, whether it's lack of productivity, challenges at home, getting stuck in fear or self-doubt, to name just a teeny tiny few, has a direct impact on the business's success. Each month in Bold Darling, we focus on a different theme as part of our annual curriculum. April was mindset, May was systems and organization, and this month, as I'm recording this, June is money. We get together every quarter for the day to evaluate our quarters just gone and also to plan the next 90 days. I host a masterclass each month on our monthly theme, and I also invite an expert to come join us for an expert workshop each month. This month, for Money Month, we've got Laura Elkaslassi, who is the CEO of Profit First Australia. And we've actually got two guests this month, my own Profit First accountant, Nadia Venditti, joining us. When you join Bold Darling, you'll be placed into an accountability group of businesses at a similar life stage as you. Right now, we have groups for startups, scale-ups, and family businesses. And there's more. We have a membership portal, there's a playbook of all the resources and templates that you might need while running your business, and also a Bold Darling book club, which is so fun. So there really, really is no need to go it alone. The answers, the support, and the guidance are all there waiting for you. To find out more and to meet some Bold Darling members and to apply, go to bolddarling.com and doors close on Thursday, 23rd of June. I am super excited for this week's episode drop as I'm dropping not one, but two episodes today. In this episode, I interview three of my Bold Darling members about their experience of scaling their businesses. And in another episode, also dropping today, I interview three of my Bold Darling group about their greatest lessons from where they are in the midst of creating their startups. So basically, you've got to choose your own or both adventure this week. In this episode, I interview Sarah Little, Tamara Scamperlino, and Olivia White about their experiences of growing their business. We covered the pain, the challenges, the curveballs, the opportunities, and also the best advice that they have received as they have been scaling their businesses. 
You will love this episode if you're in the midst of growing your business right now or if it's on your to-do list someday soon. And I am honestly in awe at how smart and generous all three of my guests were in our conversation. These are bloody smart women and I'm super grateful for them to make for making the time to, to come chat together and, and with me on, on this episode this week. All three of them were founding members of my Bold Darling Mentoring Group when I first opened doors back in March. And guess what? Doors are open again right now. If you're ready to grow your business in a way that supports you, find out about how being a Bold Darling member will change both your life and also your business at bolddarling.com. So let's bring on my brilliant guest this week. Hello to my scale-ups. Thank you for joining me. Hi. I've got Tamara, I've got Olivia, and I've got Sarah. And I'm really excited because, as I said to you before we hit record, I interviewed three of our Bold Darling startups last week. And then this week, I'm getting to interview this scale-up. So each of you are, to to varying degrees, you've you've got established business, you've been in business varying kind of durations between the three of you. So I'm really keen to, I I guess, get onto the bonnet. Of, of your businesses and talk about, you know, what have your biggest lessons been so far as, as you grow your businesses? So thank you for making the time to be on here. And, and you're all looking gorgeous. It's a pity. Um, it's a podcast episode, not a video, because you all look stunning <laughs> today. I like, I hope you all have date nights straight after this, this, this interview. No, I tomorrow, oh, I know. I wish too. I've, I've got, um, yeah, 5 p.m. dinner and bedtime to look forward to with my children after this. So tomorrow, I might jump to you first of all, please, uh, by, to, to do an introduction. So could you share a little bit about you and about your business, please, just so everyone knows who's who on the interview? Yeah, sure. So I'm Tamara Scampolino and I own a dance studio in Sydney called Vibes Performing Arts. So we teach all ages from 18 months up to however long they want to stay with us, really. Um, we teach jazz, ballet, tap, hip hop, all the traditional styles. But then we also have some new programs. We have circus classes, acrobatics, cool. um, little monkey circus for the preschoolers. We have about 80 preschoolers right now. Wow. So, yeah, so we're getting close to almost 50% preschoolers, 50% school age kids so yeah it's it's really great and um I've technically had the studio for 16 years but only really treated it as the business it is for the last two years I'm really keen to explore that with you thank you and Mm. you know I I don't think you'd be alone in saying that I'm sure there's a lot of business owners who would say that and you know what look what you've achieved in the two years that you treated as a business like Mm. crap (laughs) so much potential there (laughs) thank you thanks for joining Olivia would you like to share a bit about you and your business Yes. Hi, I'm Olivia and um, I own Northside Speech Pathology, which is a clinic for children with disabilities or developmental delays. So um, we have speech pathology, we have OT and we have behaviour therapy and psychology um, in our team. So we've I've done it for uh, two and a half years ago. I started the practice yeah. on my own and then um, built up with the team and now we have six of us. And um, it's really nice to be able to work together to support children. Yeah, I love that. And I know, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this at some point in the conversation today as well, that you originally started the business, you were like a mobile speech pathologist where you were like on the road, basically. Yeah. And then last year, you really committed to your business and, and moved into a mm. bricks and mortar space. So really keen to explore that with you as well. Thank you. Mm. Sarah, my dear. Hi, you're, you're our, our resident Victorian. I am indeed. Hi, can you share a little bit about you and your business? Absolutely. So I was fortunate enough to start Uniquely Human in April 21. And Uniquely Human was inspired by my daughter, who is neurodiverse. And what I recognised is that if we allow people to be the best version of themselves, then success will follow. And after years of being in the corporate HR space, I realised that leadership tended to put people in boxes. And what I really wanted to do was have um, some programs and a business that supported the strengths of individuals to allow them to be their very best. Love that. So beautifully said. And I think important to say that all three of you are moms as well. So Tamara, you've got one boy, Olivia, you've got one boy, and then Sarah, you've got three girls. So you're you're kind of at an, an older life stage than the rest of us. We've got smaller kids. So I think that's important to mention as well, because I know firsthand experience that it's uh, it's not an easy rodeo. Um, 
you know, raising a business and raising a family. So just wanted to touch on that as well, um, because it's it's obviously a huge part of all of our lives as well. So I would love to start um, because, as I said, I would really love to get under the bonnet of, of what it means to scale a business and, and, and to grow a business. So first of all, what do you think has been your biggest block tomorrow? I'd love to jump to you first. What's been your biggest block so far, do you feel, in, in scaling vibes? Mm, it was definitely not having any systems in place, nothing. Like when I started the business, I didn't even have a computer. And this is a long time ago, right? <laughs> Very long time ago. I didn't even buy, I, I bought a laptop maybe five years ago, six years ago. Wow. I don't know. It was crazy. I can't so even get crazy. my head around running a business now without a computer. So what did you, was it just paper-based? Like people signed in? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't yep. that amazing? I remember, yeah, when I first started, I had my little desk set up outside the studio and I'd take the cash payments and write it in my little book and have a receipt book, you know, those little <laughs> tiny ones. But I feel I, like this I belongs just, to like a museum somewhere. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I want to have the little cash box as well with the key. Yes. Uh, you know, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I could dance and I danced for a very long time and I was, you know, professional dancer around the world, but I wanted to come home and I was teaching for other dance studios and I thought I could do this. I can do this for myself. So I just found a space and I did a small business course but it really it was more about business planning but very basic Mm. and then off I went and so I I had no systems I had and I was doing it all so it was just it was all in my head and I knew what I needed to do but if anyone was to come and help me or if I brought on a staff member I wouldn't really give them everything it was just Mm. like I'll do this you do the easy part I'll do this so I just didn't have the systems and I didn't delegate to anybody so until I learned to do that, which was very recently, yeah. uh, I w- the business was so plateaued. It was we had the same enrollment number year after year. Mm. Kids would For come, kids would go, and we were just yeah, and we were just yeah. stuck. And I was just I could never get my head around why we couldn't grow. Mm. But and yeah, I, just, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it interesting that you say that? Because as you all know, last month we had systems and organization was our, our focus for the month in Bull Darling. And Michelle Broadbent was our expert. And she said something that it was something I've, it's a way I've never thought about systems. It's a way I've never thought about them as. And she said that systems are what makes your business bigger than you. And Tamara, if I think about you, like blessed with your little cotton socks, with your little cash box, and, you know, getting the enrollments and doing the marketing, I'm sure it's a lot of local area marketing and teaching the class and then counting up the cash like you were doing everything and because there was no systems it could never grow bigger than you so do you feel like that when you said that you you feel like you've run the business as a business for the last two years is it the systems but that's been the biggest thing that's changed do you think yes because that was really something I didn't know anything about and I'm still learning a lot about you know the best systems to bring in and um you know Asana and Slack these are all brand new things to me still you know but I'm getting there um but yeah definitely but it was only through meeting other business owners and through mentoring with you Lorraine that I actually started to realize what is actually involved in running a business yeah and it's not just you know because for me it's very um my job is physical I teach dance that that's how I started I was teaching dance and I'm creative but I didn't know from there you know the the businessy side was just a side thing Mm. if that makes sense yeah you know the physical part was the main part of my business and then anything else was side but Mm. that it's reversed now yeah and it's reversed so much that I don't even physically teach very much at all so, uh, yeah. You said that to me, you haven't been in the studio. So we're recording this on a Wednesday and you said you haven't been in the, in the studio since Saturday. Like mm. Tamara yeah. two years ago would have fallen off a chair if you thought you were going to do that. Good on you, my love. That's amazing. Thank you. Twin. So systems has been the biggest block for you. Olivia, what do you reckon has been the biggest block for you in growing the business? Um, I think for me it was um, like the mindset around um thinking of it as a bigger business once you start moving forward and growing um like sort of yeah rethinking how it's framed in your mind that it's not just like your little experiment Mm. that you're you know hoping it works kind of thing but um thinking of it as 
like how would this run if it was a big business and then like implementing those things so that it can then grow Mm. um, into them. So I think that's something that, um, yeah, when we first had our mentoring, which is probably a year or would have been a bit more than a year ago. I was very um, pregnant, wasn't I? So yeah, it would be a year ago now. Um, I was at the uh, hairdressers today and the the lady who was washing my hair she was like the the apprentice and she was like you were huge and I'm like oh, oh was I really and you know like the stuff that 22 uh, year olds can say that you can go okay I, I don't know because my ego yeah, I, I was actually quite that. small I was quite neat actually my pregnancy yeah you looked gorgeous <laughs> don't worry thanks Olivia thanks 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 the 22 year old at the hairdresser obviously didn't think so so yeah it would have been about a year ago so you reckon that's been the yes. biggest shift for you is just seeing the business and not dissimilar maybe to what Tamara's just said it's like seeing mm-hmm. it as a business rather than like the job that you bought yourself by going out on your own which is essentially what you did yeah. Tamara you went out on your own you were teaching for other studios other teachers went out on your own Olivia, same for you. You worked mm. with other speech pathologists, went out on your own. And then it's it's very easy when you do that just to buy yourself the job again. And and I think what both mm. of you have done, you've almost like broken out of that mental mode, mold that you had and said, no, actually, this this can be a business and it can be bigger than me. Is, is that what you're mm. saying, Olivia? I feel like I'm planting. Yeah. Work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you. And Sarah, how about you? What's been your biggest block? So you're going, you just celebrated your year a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's your biggest block. It's actually really interesting because I'm probably hitting that block now where at the moment everything's 100% reliant on me in terms mm. of the work that I'm doing. Yes. So now I'm you, looking you at opportunities. You are the product right now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. now I'm looking at opportunities to say, you know, how do I um, scale this in a way that still brings that knowledge and information that I have and want to bring to the world but in a more scaled approach yeah so and the block for me has been you know understanding how I do that Mm. um knowing that I'm not ready yet to employ other people yes yeah that makes sense so it's almost like you're in this kind of difficult transition gray area where you know you don't want it to be all you yet but you're not in a position to fully hire it's almost like yeah how do we step through I think that's obviously the journey that that we're on together at the moment as well and and I think the other thing just from what you were saying there, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because when you are the product, you're you're working, it's cash for time. So you work an hour and you get paid for that hour. But the problem with that is then it's very hard to almost get off the hamster wheel of because it's it's very hard to say, okay, well, I'm going to free up two days of my week to work on, you know, things that are more uh, revenue streams that are more leveraged for me. You kind of feel like, you know, you, you should be working and, and working on the right now. So so I, I hear and you, I, I get where and you're that's at. It's especially when coming from a, a salaried environment where you mm. get paid the same amount every week. So then when moving into this format, I'm like, if I do what I would class as unpaid work for two days, it's a very short-term view and I now need to move into the longer-term view that says it's longer-term, it'll be more um, beneficial for me anyway um, yeah. from a profit perspective as well. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky decision. It's almost like you want to, you want to max out your own billable hours in your yes. own business. Exactly. And, you know, as you're talking about that, like, I'm feeling that in my business right now because, bold darling, I've got a really big vision for what this can be. It's obviously the mentoring program, but there's also the retreat. There's, there's a very, very big five-year vision for, for bold darling. And then it's this tricky thing where I've got so many mentees, you know, power quarter mentees and annual mentees that I want to work with. And it's this tricky thing of, I know coming towards the end of this year, there's going to have to be a very intentional decision for me to say, okay, I need to turn down X amount of mentoring so that I've got the time and the space to actually focus on this this, this, this vision and, and making that happen. Because you're right, it's a short-term win, isn't it? But the long-term, mm-hmm. the long-term win is that we we do have more leveraged products within our business. So yeah, totally get it. Makes total sense to me because yeah, I'm there right now as well, <laughs> I think. And I'd love to ask, what's the biggest, the, the best piece of advice that you've had while scaling your business? Sarah, I might just stay with you. So that piece of advice that you've kind of gone, I, I'm working with a mentor myself at the moment. I've just started with um, at three months with her. And she just, there's a couple of like, just things that she dropped in my session with her this morning. I went, oh my God, yes, of course. That makes total sense. Sarah, what do you reckon has been a really kind of quality piece of advice that you've had when it comes to growing the business? Because you're past, all three of you are well past startup stage. You You've got established businesses that now you're trying to establish even more and grow. What's really helped you on that journey, Sarah? Um, Probably someone said you need to know your worth. And I think trying to put a price on things has been really difficult for me. And 
starting, you know, I used to spend a lot of time thinking about what I thought the consumer would pay versus what I was worth. So I would think I'd be listening carefully for cues on budget at the size of the business and thinking I should price accordingly, Um, but actually stepping back and going, actually, regardless um, of who I'm providing the service to, I need to understand and know my worth and charge according to that. And I think that was a good moment uh, for me to change my mental space around that. Mm. So what happened? Did you change your prices? Did, I presume they went up, not down. Yes, they went up. And actually, I'd had this fear of losing work. Um, yeah. uh, and I haven't lost any work as yet. Um, and also, I feel more satisfied in what I'm delivering because you know, if I went half price for someone because I thought they couldn't afford it and I charged double to somebody else, then there was, I felt guilty about the inequity of that. Yes, um, yeah. Whereas now I just put 100% into everything that I do and I pay, um, I charge accordingly and there's a sense of satisfaction with that. And also my prices are more consistent, which also means that all of my work to date has been through word of mouth. So I haven't mm. had to do any marketing which will come in time, Um, but it's important to have some level of consistency because you don't want, you know, to say, oh, what did she charge you when it's different? God, yeah, I was just thinking that as you said that it's a real, um, yeah, it's a real, it's a risk, you know, if if you Mm -hmm. are setting different prices and then people are recommending you say, oh, she charged me that. I've often referred people on, uh, so that people that I've worked with, and then I'll say, oh, I'm sending a friend your way. And they'll say, okay, well, just letting you know, like you get the price from like four years ago because you're a long-term client. Like just, just letting you know. <laughs> it's a yes. classic thing. That's Disclaimer. Gold. That, my dear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The caveat. Olivia, how about you? What's been one kind of nugget that's really helped you, whether it was kind of wrapping your head around the mindset of business or any other area? Um, yes, I found for me, it was um, the thought of, like you don't have to do it the way that everybody else has done it. Yes. You can be like, it's your business. You can create it how you want it to be. So I remember, um, again, when I first came to mentoring with you, I was just trying to hire my first um, my staff member. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember. And yes. um, I had done this job ad, which was like pretty much like bits and pieces of everybody else's job ad for a yes. speech pathologist all kind of put together because I felt like that's the right way to do it. That's how you The way that everyone it. else has done it. Yes. Yeah. So I did that. And then you were talking to me about, um, you know, it's your business. You make it, you know, what you want to be, which sounds really obvious, but I hadn't thought about it that way, that you actually get to create something that's new. You get to innovate. You don't have to do your business the same as anyone else's so then I rewrote the ad um and I wrote it from the perspective of like where I had come from so when I started working um for myself I was a mom I was my husband and I were laughing about this this morning that I was breastfeeding like I think Frankie was like three or four months old and then they would come in the car to some of the appointments like it was like a family road trip (laughs) (laughs) we'd go together and then I would feed him in between and then my husband would take him for a little bit and it was like this whole kind of anyway it was funny about family family, it was a full-on family effort which is sweet but um now you know obviously things have moved forward which is good but um I think, yeah, just that I really loved the flexibility of it. I worked it around my family. I wanted to be able to be there for him, like um, like for my son, if he has, you know, a swimming carnival or something, I want to be able to go. So then, um, yeah, when I rewrote the ad, coming back around to that, I put in that like flexibility is one of our values that we have for our staff that we want. Um, if you're a mum, we want you to be able to be present with your family just as much as you work to support the families that we work with. So yeah, I think all of that for me just um, helped me learn that you don't have to do it the same as everybody else and you don't have to copy everyone, but you can create something that's unique and um I guess that's why you start business, isn't it? So mm, yeah. And I think that's that. almost the evolution mm. we go on, isn't it? That we started maybe initially, Olivia, you started it to kind of buy buy yourself a job, you know, doing what you had done mm. for other people. And then you realize actually, no, I can shape this. Like this is mine, mine to create. I, I made a mentee yeah. 
was one of my mentees, Claire. She's, I've worked with her for a long time. And we were having this big session one day and I got her to write it, write it down and post it. It's mine for the creating. And I was like, you need to put mm. this everywhere in your house. Post it. It's mine for the creating. It's mine for the creating. It's mine for the creating. And and I think the thing with, when when you did what you did, Olivia, because you remember you had the ads up and you weren't really getting like, it was kind mm. of very, very yes. sporadic interest. And you rewrote the ad with a view to, you know, your culture and what you could offer beyond, you know, a paycheck. And it was mm. all around that flexibility and the values of your team and you started to really get some interesting applications then. And I think what Mm. happens when we put ourselves out there in a way that's authentic for us and our businesses is we get people who are like attracted to that. Like they're almost like they're on that wavelength and we attract them in. And, you know, if I think back, like when you reached out to me, oh, I think I just had Wilder and you were like, I want to like work with you again next year. And you were like, I've done this, 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 this. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) I really think for you, there was like something just, switched in you once mm. you got an idea you got yeah you realized that you could you could create this how you wanted to create it and mm. then it was like it was just I'm not going to say it was all easy because we'll talk more about the challenges in this conversation <laughs> but it started to flow from there yeah I think so too. really exciting mm. thank you Tamara how about you what's been one nugget that's been passed on to you that's really helped you build your business um a little nugget that, business yeah a little nugget that you passed on to me it was actually, it was a question that you asked me and it's so simple, but I honestly, I, I think about this all the time. It was, what do you want? Meaning, what do I want? Because at the time, um, we were coming out of the first COVID lockdown yeah. and I think I'd done one mentoring session with you at your house yeah. and then I think the next two were online, something like that. Yeah, COVID, and, yeah. Yeah, and then there was this transition coming out and obviously with the dance studio, you know, we were online and then I had to work out how to bring that back into the studio when there were all these silly restrictions and not all the kids would have been able to come back. And I just, you I didn't know you had to, to have do. like two entrances where the kids had to come in one entrance yes. and go out the other, like yep. the logistics yep. of it, my God. Yes. And we could only have so many within the studio space mm-hmm. and parents couldn't come up and all this. And it was really difficult to navigate. And I was saying to you, but what if the parents want this and what if my teachers want this and what and you stopped me and you said but what do you want mm. I went and I said well I I don't want to go back yet because it just doesn't seem right and you said well don't and yeah. so you know and the business still you know nothing went wrong yeah. we still moved forward but just having someone say that to me and stop me mid panic was what I needed and honestly, and I just think about that all the time. I, I just, in my head, I say, Lorraine would stop me and say, what do you want? What do you want? Yeah. And, you know, and really similar to Olivia, I want the freedom to yeah. take my son somewhere after school, you know, and our main business hours are after school. So like yesterday he had something on, so I was able to go with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want that freedom. I want to take a holiday because we now run classes through the school holidays for our yes. preschoolers. We don't really stop. So I can, you know, I've got a two-week holiday booked end of next week. So I can go. Who is this person? (laughs) This is so, because Tamara, like, let's just check in. And just for everyone listening and and to to, to Olivia, for Olivia and Sarah, like you were, like your whole family was built around the dance studio. Like you would pack dinner and your son Mm -hmm. would have dinner at the studio. He would be there till nine o'clock. You would get home together. Like it was kind of similar to Olivia's breastfeeding story like it was literally the whole family was involved like the whole family was involved so for you to be taking a fucking two-week holiday I I want a postcard from that holiday and I I actually know what I want you to do and please do this I want you to send a postcard to past Tamara like write a postcard to yourself two years ago because I actually feel Mm -hmm. teary you sharing that like I, I I want you to actually recognize how massive what you have created is to take a two-week holiday from literally working. I mean, I'm even afraid it's probably 60 hours a week you're at the studio. Now, wow, woman. Seriously, cred. Serious cred. <laughs> well done. Please write Thank yourself you. a postcard. Send it to your, your home address and tell you that this is what you're capable of. I will. Yeah. I will oh, wow. That's so great. And, you know, I was smiling <laughs> and I was looking down because I'm pulling up notes from my own mentoring session with my mentor this morning. And she said something so powerful. And she said, the best way to do it is the way that I want it to go. How good is that? Because any other way, you know, Sarah, you're talking about your prices. Olivia, you're talking about, you know, the, the flexibility. Any other way actually isn't sustainable for us. 
We're not going to show up. As you said, Sarah, you're showing up at 100% because you feel like your rates are standardized. There, there's integrity behind your rates. There, You feel like you're being paid your worth. And anything less than how we wanted to go, it's, it's actually not going to work. It's going to slow us down. Oh, look at you three. I'm so inspired. It's amazing. <laughs> so amazing. And um, has there been any unexpected curveballs as you've been growing? Olivia, can I jump to you on that one? Like anything that you were like, this is how it's all going to work. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, okay. You know, whether it's, you know, inverted commas good or inverted commas bad curveballs. Mm. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's like in some ways the whole thing has kind of been a curveball. Um, so <laughs> I think there's been lots of like really amazing unexpected opportunities and doors open. Um but one of them was like the um, the clinic space that yeah, we are in. Yeah, I think in. so. I was thinking you'd t- yeah, say that. Yeah, so um, we, um, I got this idea like, oh, maybe I should open the clinic. And then I, because um, I thought that would be easier than traveling around doing that great feeding in the car. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't still because doing that, but, wasn't your problem, my dear, that you actually got to a point where you were hiring people who did actually want a space. Wasn't that also a yes, challenge? That's like right. you, were, you wanted to really I build out the really, team. Yeah, build the team without a space. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I looked at one space, which was like literally so tiny. Um, anyway, and I thought maybe I could split this into two treatment rooms. Like this could be like I just really wanted it to work, you know, when you convince yeah. yourself like this is really talk good, so into expensive. It. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the bathroom was like so far away. It was just like not great. Anyway, um, and then I br- I brought my mom actually to see it, and then she was like, mm, "I don't think it's good." And I thought, "Oh, that's annoying." Like you know, sometimes your mom says things, and you know she's right, but you think, yeah, yeah. "Mom." <laughs> anyway, so I thought, "Look, just to make her feel better, I'll look at some others." And then I can say, no, mom, this one's the best. So anyway, I booked like five or six appointments in one day because I thought I'll just tick them all off. I'll say I've been to six, mom, and whatever. So then I went to the actual one that we did pick um, and it was amazing. Like it was, I don't know, 10 times the size of the other one, has its own bathroom, has its own kitchen, has an outdoor area where we can have gardening and um, slides and all this really beautiful natural light. Even it has like I always really wanted a lemon tree. Yeah. (laughs) And it has a tree. It's got the tree. So um, I got one at home. It never produced lemons, but the ones at the clinic are amazing. Um, So... Anyway, I just couldn't believe that. Um, and it was cheaper than the small original That's one. Amazing. So, I know that um, was a big strategy shift to you because I know you mm. were like, you were the mobile speech pathologist. That's what you did. You, and remember, you like used to go out to like certain suburbs for a whole day and then you had uh, another day yes. and you used to go to, used to go to daycares. <laughs> so, you know, that was a really big curveball. But isn't it mm. interesting how sometimes the opportunity presents itself and then it just feels obvious? You're like, well, of course. Of course yes. Yeah. So amazing. I'm so thankful. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Tamara? What what curveballs have you had, do you reckon, over your 40, 16 years? I feel like a, a, a spring chicken compared to your experience you have. Oh, gosh, so many. But a recent one, which is it's good. It's good and good and bad. Um, I now have such an awesome team. OK, so I have about 11 other teachers at the studio. Six of those are preschool teachers. Um, and a couple of them, they only come in for their sort of their certain class. They're very specialized. Um, but anyway, I, I have this great team and I'm very excited about the team. And I've overstaffed a lot of my classes because I've kind yes. of thrown them all in because they're so good. And I just want to give them the work and I want the parents to see, you know, how great our teachers are. And oh, we've got, you know, this many teachers, this many kids, like the teacher student ratio was, you know, amazing. But um I've just realized in the past few weeks that I can't maintain that um, because most of my expenses are now wages. Yes. And I do, I need to cut back and it's not going to change anything. The classes are still going to be amazing. And, you know, for example, I've got six teachers teaching one preschool class because there's over 20 kids in that class, Mm. but I can cut that in half. I can have three teachers in there because I know they can handle it. Yeah. Um, but the teachers, they have so much fun and they love it. And, you know, everyone loves it. It's a happy place now. It's a very happy place. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I got overexcited and just went, yes, you teach everything and then you teach everything too and you and you. Um, but I didn't just stop and think. So now I've, I've got a bit of a plan and I've spoken to the teachers and they're fine, you know, and they actually help each other out with 
shift swaps and all of that. And yeah. I've got a couple going away and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm going to cut back a little bit on my staffing. Um, you know what? You are the only business owner that I have talked to in 2022 who says they've got too many good staff. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. it is a fecking desert out there. It's, uh, you know, every industry is is really struggling. So I can see why you would just capitalize on that, my dear, and just mm. just own it. But um, it's great that everyone's on board and, and is clear. I mean, to me, if three... Three teachers were teaching my kids and they were in a class of 20. I'd be pretty happy about that. So, yeah. And this is the thing, isn't it? It's almost like you, it's the balance of you did everything, didn't have anyone. Now you've got so many people. It's just about finding that, um, that sweet spot in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? Any curveballs for you? Um, probably the biggest curveball for me was realizing that I needed to work on the business as well as in the business. Yeah, yeah. And again, with this growing pain that I'm facing at the moment is I spend so much time in the business that I'm only working on the business sort of out of hours or on weekends mm. or when ideas come to me. Because it doesn't and be like billable hours, you know, going back to that salaried. Exactly. Setup. And yeah. I just need to change my mentality around that. Um, probably that. And combined with something that you've also said, which is owning your own business doesn't give you freedom Mm. um, or necessarily balance um, because I sort of left the corporate world thinking it would give me more freedom and balance. But it's definitely given me flexibility, which is the key word. Um, but I'm I'm just hit this pace where I'm like I'm actually put working as much as I ever have in terms of hours um, as I try and you know do the on and in the business at the moment. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. And I bought into that freedom thing for years. Like probably I'd say the first four years of my first business, I was like, I'm here for the freedom. I'm here for the freedom. And as all of you know, it can often feel like the opposite of freedom because you've got clients who might call at ungodly hours, you've got team members, you've got BAS, you've got pay, you know, PAYG, you've got a lot of responsibilities, way more than you had when you had a job. So yeah, I hear you on that, my dear. And I think that's the, um, yeah, that's again, I feel like you're on this cusp of in four to six months that it's going to feel a lot easier, um, but it's just in that transition period because there's lots of business owners, let's remember, who will be doing what you're doing, where you've got some really high caliber clients who are queuing up to work with you. I mean, isn't it funny, like Sarah, at the start of this adventure would have gone, this is amazing. But each time we hit like almost like a new invisible glass ceiling for ourselves, and we want to break through that ceiling. And the ceiling you're at now is that I I want to move past time for money. And that's obviously what what we're working on as well. That makes total sense. Staying with you, my dear, what's been the most enjoyable part of the process? So you've been running your own beers for over a year now. What's been Do you know what? Um, I was listening to what you were saying to Tamara and I think the reflection piece that says how far I've come, mm. I really enjoy. I could see that resonating. I could see you on screen as well when I say that to Tamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, you go from um, leaving a corporate world for 16 years in one organisation thinking, Will anyone want me? Am I good enough? Have I got transferable skills? All of these questions. Yeah. Is, is my worth just tied up in the brand name of the company I work for? Yeah. Exactly. To, um, you know, going out and, you know, people appreciating what you're doing, asking you to come back, all of the work being word of mouth, you know, um, hitting some financial goals, all of those things. So the reflection for me is really enjoyable, including, um, the flexibility, yeah. like, and having, you know, a family, whilst they're not under school age, they're still primary school and, mm. and high school age. And and you would probably argue they need more of you then than they do right now because it's it's emotional needs now. Exactly. And now is the time. Right now exactly. Um, I was talking to this with Michelle the other day in the session actually is yeah. now's the time that I want to lean in for those tricky 13-year-old girl conversations um, you know, versus being there for, of course, bed and bath time is important and nourishing and all of those important things. But um, having the flexibility to be here for those conversations has been amazing. Yeah, I love that. I had a mentor. She actually sat on my board. She was a very, very um, high-profile CEO and, and an entrepreneur. She didn't own her own business, but she was an entrepreneur. She has her own business now. And she had... Um, 
their biggest client was in Melbourne. She was based in Sydney. And as part of the agreement, because the client wanted her, she had to go down to Melbourne for, I think it was two nights, one night or two nights a week for like years. She did this for years. And when her, she had two boys and when her youngest was doing his HSC, she actually quit that role because it wasn't, it was a deal breaker for them. They needed to have her down there or the CEO down there. And she quit the role because she said, he needs me now more than ever. This is the year that I need to be here. <laughs> also, she's like, you know, 17 year old boy being left on, 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 unsupervised <laughs> for not a, good a night idea. or two a week. Not, a, not ideal, but yeah, totally hear you on that, my dear. So true. How about you, Tamara? What's been the most enjoyable part of, of the, of growing, particularly in the last two years, I think, is that I really get the mm. sense there's so much tailwind behind you now. Mm. I, f- I feel like you yeah. made a decision two years ago and it's like, right, committing, committing and making this happen. So what's been the most enjoyable Definitely. part of that process for you? For me, it's it's seeing the growth in real time, I guess. Um, so, for example, when I'm at the studio in the office, I can hear what's happening in the actual studio. And if I just walk in, open that door and I see a class full of kids and like in a circus class, we've got the silks and the lira and the hula hoops and the juggling. And I can see kids everywhere and it looks chaotic and crazy, but they are having the best time. And I can see, you know, I've got three teachers in there. I've got a full class. I've got this brand new program, which costs me money, but it's, you know, it's paying off and they're loving it. And the parents can walk past the door and have a look and see their kids having the best time, learning these amazing skills. You know, we're not just a dance studio anymore some kids come just for circus and I never thought about that I was always very traditional because that's how I was brought up and now this year we have this awesome circus program so for me I can just walk in and see our growth in real time and it's not just about the student numbers either it's it's about you know the enjoyment that they're getting and what we can offer Mm. to those kids to those families that they're there they're here in a safe place they've got good friends you know, even we have a break dance class and we have we had four in the class at the start of the year. We have 15 now and 12 of those are boys. So I love walking into that class and just seeing all these boys in our cool little, you know, T-shirt and shorts with the Vibes logo, just doing their thing, yeah. learning all these cool tricks from a B-boy who I bring in from the city. What's you know, a B-boy? I'm like so not that. cool. What's a B-boy? <laughs> He's just a break dance boy you know he's he's a, a professional I'm gonna drop that next time I'm hanging with a young person and feel really cool <laughs> b-boy and b-girls yeah, yeah. But you know how cool is that because you you walk out of the office like that and you see these people mm-hmm. having these amazing experiences and it's because of your idea you know that's I'm so jealous of people who have bricks and mortar businesses like with you Olivia like to actually be able to see and feel and touch your clients I just I would love to create one one day. I think it must be the most amazing feeling. And to feel, you know, to physically feel the energy. I mean, I, I think mm. the closest I get to that is on my retreats, like to feel that energy around me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's beautiful. Olivia, how about you? What's been the most enjoyable part for you? I think for me, it's all of the families that we get to work with, which is um, something obviously I've always loved that about speech pathology and um you know, I love to be a part of their journey and to help them to move forward in, um, you know, achieving their goals. But now I feel like because there's the whole team of us all working together doing that, we have more impact. And we have this um, at our staff meeting, we have this little segment, which is called Good News Stories, where um, everyone shares like good things that their clients have done, which could be, you know, I don't know, they've learned a new word or they've um grown in their motor skills or something but um when I hear the other staff sharing about the wins that they've had with their clients um it just reminds me that like yeah I could have done this on my own and that's nice but um together we can have more of an impact and we can um you know we can see more families have these goals met and we get to be a part of more people's lives so um I just think it's a real privilege to be able to impact more families and to have um to bring the approach that we bring to like wider range of people yeah and just the the level of impact that you can have with a team of you know six Mm. around you versus you cruising around in your car with your entire family packed in there (laughs) you know that's pretty cool as well isn't it obviously it's Mm. it's in a way it's more work to it's it's more work to go and create Mm. the bigger business but once you're there and it's you know to tamara's point it's systemized you've got the team around you 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 kind of reach a tipping point where actually the impact you're having is so much greater mm. that it almost like outweighs the effort that it required to 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 get to that. So good. 
Um, what's what would so one thing I would love to ask you kind of as 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 we wrap this this actually I'm, I want to go somewhere else for a moment because we've all touched on families in one one shape or form um, one way shape or form what do you feel has been the, the, the thing whether it's an idea or a strategy or an approach or a system even at home I'm very big on systemizing at home right now <laughs> sharing a lot on Insta and I'm doing a masterclass on that tomorrow uh, what's been one thing that's really helped you? I, you know, as you probably all know, I talk about the the blend. I don't like the idea of the juggle because it just stresses me out. What's been one thing, Tamara, for you that's really helped with that that blend? Because your blend was, I mean, I feel like when I first got to know you two years ago, it was the juggle, like it was a hardcore juggle for you trying to do the studio and fam and, you know, be a wife and have some time for yourself as well. What's one thing that's really helped with that blend of being a mom and you know, grow, growing a child and growing a business at the same time? Yeah, it's definitely setting boundaries. So we introduced Sunday classes at the studio this year. Well, my teachers suggested it because our Saturdays are so full. And I said, well, I'm not going in on Sundays. And they said, no, we will. Okay, fine. So I have that rule. I do not go on a Sunday. I don't know some of those kids on Sundays because I'm not there. But I have two teachers there, one behind the desk, one in the studio. So I know it's running. So that's that's a boundary so that I can have family. <laughs> you know days. it's running. They're actually doing the classes. <laughs> They're doing yeah. the classes. I have a camera there. I can They're log in if up. I want to check. But yeah, yeah. So that's you and know, you know tomorrow two years ago probably were like yeah of course I'll be there at five a.m. You know, you, you would yeah. have because you were yeah, just I would have in, been in that there. mode. Absolutely, and you know we have uh, new trials every week, nearly every day. And I used to think I've got to be there. Yes. Because it's a new trial, it's a new family. I need to be there. Yeah. I don't need to be there anymore. I've trained the staff up and they're amazing. So yeah, I've, I've set that clear boundary for myself. So Sunday is family day. And it might be that we don't go anywhere on a Sunday, that we all need a day off. Mm. And you know, my, my little boy, he's crazy busy and he loves a good day at home, just like I do. So we, we yeah. will happily do that. But um, you know, day-to-day life, it's very much about being organized and I I say preset which is from my professional dance days you know in the middle of a hour and a half show and you've got to preset all your costume for your quick changes I, I preset everything that. yeah yeah, yeah so you preset, so preset your day yep yep the night before everything is preset even now I preset for tomorrow so my son's uniform is out there on the chair yeah. and, and it's, um, it's 4 you know, 23 p.m I'm so impressed Yep. So I, as soon as I can, I will, once he's out the door or I come back after school drop-off, I'm pre-setting for the next day. And it's done because if I do come home late from the studio, that's something I don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, and I, I've preset my, um, you know, my lemon water, like we actually we juice the lemons on a Sunday and we fill an ice cube tray now <laughs> full of the lemon juice so yeah we're, we're like pro level with the lemon juice now. but I love that uh, idea tomorrow because tomorrow I've got a really full day I'm, I'm hosting this webinar at mm-hmm. lunchtime and I've also got a mentee flying down from Brisbane to spend the morning with me in Sydney so I'm meeting her at 7 30 and I, I am feeling like a bit like whoa this is a very full day but I know what I'm going to do this evening what's well, already done because I'm talking to you in video but like everything is set up like the lights set up the video is set up the the mic is set up so you know I'm presetting I love that way of, of putting it thanks my dear I'm stealing yep. that yep I will license it back to you thank you you can license it to me <laughs> Olivia how about you what's one thing that's helped you with with the kind of the blend of growing a business and growing a farm at the same time I think it's a similar sort of thought about um like remembering that you have the freedom to create it how you Mm. want it to be so um yeah I guess it's like about um planning but also um not feeling like you have to do the nine to five or whatever is like the expected way to do things but being able to make things different but then I do find if I if I try and do it all at the same time like work from home and you know my three-year-old's here it's not freedom. That's yeah. like, that's, that's worse. Stress. So, that's high stress. Yeah. <laughs> so blending it all together at once, that doesn't really work for me. But I have put like specific times in the week um, booked in for him. So like on Tuesdays, I put a gap in the middle of the day. So I do work like in the morning and the afternoon. But in the middle, mm-hmm. I go and pick him up from preschool. We go out for lunch together. And I know that like I'm going back to work in the afternoon, but everything's ready and I feel calm and like we can have that nice time together and, and actually in enjoy time. it that's love. Love yeah because yeah. it's blocked out and like I know what's happening and he knows it's happening so 
yeah, I think that's worked for me rather than feeling like I have to just blend it all together. Yeah, like in the blender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's really echoing what Tamara said. It's the it's the blend, but there's very firm boundaries between mm. the, the biz and, and you know, when, when you're in business mode and when you're in, in home mode or family mode. Love that. Yeah. Sarah, how about you? Um, so I've been doing this since the girls were really little and I think it's um, really important and that is to make sure that I don't disrupt their routine mm. too much through my work and my needs. So I feel like our house runs better if everyone knows what they're doing and it's yes, um, relatively, yeah. Mm. So instead of, um, you know, some of the early mistakes I made would be I've got tomorrow after. Um, afternoon free so I'll pick you up from school and we'll spend some time together and tomorrow and I was changing the rules all the time and so then it was quite unsettling it was who's picking me up today and why didn't you pick me up and you know at times I would turn up and they'd be like but I had after school care and I was I'd planned to play with my friend you know yeah such a good point isn't it and you think you're doing great things like you know there's yay let's go go home early but yeah they 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 want predictability they want they've got their own routine to stick to exactly and they want their well my daughters do dance and you know or their zumba night or whatever it is so I've tried in many ways to allow my flexibility of the business to work around the family set routine of course there are days where that doesn't work or you know and a surprise will be effective Um, but in principle I go if I can keep everybody else on a level playing field everything seems to go a lot better yeah that predictability that makes total sense love that okay so ladies I want to ask you a question uh you go back to yourself tomorrow you're going to go back to yourself 16 years ago Olivia you're going to back two and a half years Sarah you're going to go back just over a year ago what would you say to yourself back then before you embarked on this business journey what's one piece of advice that you would like to if you could kind of go back in a time machine um what is it back to the future style what what would you say to yourself just before you started your business so olivia can i jump to you first on that question if you could go back to olivia just before you started your business what would what advice would you give to yourself i think i would just say um it's going to be better than you expect And (laughs) I mean, sometimes like people say to me, oh, it's really amazing, like what you've done in um, however long, not that I'm saying that I think I'm amazing, but, um, but I think, you know, I'm surprised too. Like it's, um, but you've got to try something to see um, if it's going to work. So I think it's just like a really fun journey. It's a lot of trial and error, but um, if you keep going and um, I do think get, like gathering people around you that can encourage you and help you to think in new ways and to keep learning um, just like helps you on the journey. So, yeah. <laughs> I actually asked myself that question. It was like an end of year reflection exercise that I did as part of an entrepreneurship group I was with when I was in second year first year of the business maybe I actually want to do a similar exercise with all the ball darling group in December I've planned to do that so it's like almost like a way to kind of yeah absorb the learnings from the, the previous year but that was one of the questions that I asked myself and my my message to myself was very similar to yours Olivia's like just enjoy it like this is such a privilege mm. to get to do this you know we are free women we get to make our own money like it just that blows my mind sometimes like i if I sell something, like someone's buying something, like my idea, yeah. like how amazing is that? So I think, yeah, it's almost like, and it's very hard in the moment when you are stressing out about something, but just reminding yourself, you know, this is fun. Like this is actually mm. fun. <laughs> it's better than working in a coal mine or, you know, <laughs> you know, the, but you know, when we think about the physical, maybe not coal mines, but, you know, the physical labor that our ancestors would have had to do in order to put bread on the table for their kids, like to get to do this. I mean, mm. I'm sitting on Zoom, like, hello, this is not hard work. <laughs> This is, this is fun. <laughs> Thanks, my dear. How about you, Sarah? What would you say? I would say you don't need to do it all on your own. Mm. So, and it's probably similar to Tamara in many ways. And ask for help, talk to people, join groups because there's so many like-minded people out there. And if you don't reach out to people doing the same thing, you'll get people who say, how are you going to do that? with the girls or no this is this is how it's done you can't do it that way because this is how it's always been done yeah yeah Yeah. and you know Andrew's got a um, business so why would you have two businesses that have fluctuating incomes and you know and then you self-doubt but 
joining groups, being around like-minded people, asking for help. And do you know what the other thing is? Ask people what they charge. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, everyone's all on this, you know, don't say anything. But I've said to people, you know, I charge $4,500 for this program. Do you think that's fair? What would you charge for that? Mm. You know, and then I'm helping them and they're helping me, um, but often there's just no one says anything. Um, So that's probably the advice that I would give myself. Yeah, I love that. That used to drive me mental when I had my first business, the Influencer Marketing Agency. And, you know, we we published our rates publicly and people would lose their minds because no one talked about money. It's like, that's actually important for the industry because if if, if you're charging one thing and someone else is charging something, you know, three mm-hmm. zeros and someone else is charging something with a decimal point in there, like it's actually not good for the industry. It needs to be talked about so there can become some, you know, some standardization essentially of, of your rates. Love that. Thank you. Tamara, how about you? What would you say to pass Tamara? I would say find like-minded people. So whether that's within the same industry as you or not, um, just find those people because I didn't do that at the beginning. I had no one. I had no one I could ask questions to, no one supporting me. I mean, my family did, but nobody in business who I could turn to. And nobody to. who gets it, like who's walking the path with you. Exactly, exactly. And back then, I mean, it was a really long time ago, um, you know, dance studios were very competitive with each other um so you wouldn't go and talk to another studio owner you know unless you had a really good friend who owned another studio in a whole other area but yeah, no, yeah. you would not <laughs> you wouldn't connect with anyone else whereas now you know I'm in two membership groups of dance studio owners and they're both amazing groups one sort of international it's very big and then one is Australian based um and that, that's been awesome. But then also I'm in Bold Darling where we all have completely different businesses and that's been equally amazing, which I didn't know where I would sort of fit in to the group. But then being in the accountability group that I'm in, I've connected with the other two girls, um, you know, in ways that I didn't expect. Yeah. You know, we have There's so, so many transferable ideas, isn't there? Yeah. And challenges are so similar as well. I actually wrote a list today. It was one of my sales emails for Bill Darling. And I was writing like a list of the industries that's in the group. And I was like, this is mental. Like dance mm. studio to like cattle stud owner to speech <laughs> pathology to HR. I'm like, who are these people? Where do they end up here? It's, how do they end up here? It's it's really cool. And I'm learning so yeah. much as well from, from the different businesses. It's It's great. Ladies, I'm just conscious we're just we're just coming up to time. I could honestly have this conversation all day long. Thank you so much. Do any of you have anything that you feel like you didn't quite get to share and you'd want to pass on to anyone else who's sitting where you're sitting right now or has is was sitting where you're you are sitting? That makes sense. Just thank you. No. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity and for believing in us. And I think sometimes joining Bold Darling and having a mentor is you know, holding the mirror up to yourself and having someone else believe in you makes a really big difference to how fast and um, how you can grow. So mm, thank you. Thank you. Can I share yeah. your text to me last night, Sarah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, we put this in like last week, this this conversation, and I get a kind of 11th hour message from Sarah last night saying, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm not established <laughs> enough. I'm not, I'm not growing my business enough. And I, I actually messaged you back. I said, if I had a dollar for every mentee that I've invited on the show that has messaged me the day before to say, I, you know, just full on I'm imposter syndrome kicking in. And I messaged you back. I was like, you are more, I, I wouldn't ask anyone on the show if I didn't think they were going to add ap- epic value for my audience. So I just wanted to, I'm sorry to put you on the spot with that, Sarah, but I just want to share like that is what goes on in all of our heads. You know, that imposter syndrome, we shouldn't be here. We, we don't mm. deserve to be here. And what I love about all three of you is that you've backed yourselves. You know, you so own and you so deserve the space that each of you are, are holding in business right now. And I just love having you in the group. It just, it lights me up to spend time with all of you. So thank you for being part of this. Thank and you and you've all popped your podcast you. cherries. It was all of your first podcast interviews. It was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Thanks Thank you, so ladies. Much. Have a lovely afternoon. And yeah, I will see you um, yeah, for an, a session very soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I really hope you got lots of nuggets from my conversation with Tamara, Sarah, 
and Olivia. And remember, Bull Darling Doors are open until Thursday, the 23rd of June. And if you would like to find out more about the program, meet some Bull Darling, more Bull Darling members, and, and also apply for your own spot, jump to bulldarling.com. I would love to have you. Remember, there is absolutely no need to do this business and life thing alone. We've got all the solutions, all the guidance, all the support, all the experts, and all the love <laughs> that you need while, while growing your business. So until next week's episode, actually, there'll be some bonus episodes dropping over the next week or so. So yes, keep your eyes and ears peeled for those. And if you want some more Bold Darling magic, do listen to the other episode I dropped today as well, which is Diary of Three Startups. So thank you so much again for joining and I'll chat to you very soon. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.